Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie Agenti Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie Agenti Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Jamie Agenti. So I want to thank you guys for being on Facebook Live today or, uh, or Twitter or Instagram or Twitch, wherever you may be. Thank you. It's Tuesday, March the 14th, 2023. And before I dive into this NCAA stuff and why North Texas got robbed, I want to talk about some NBA stuff as well. So uh, let me start with the, uh, well, I can either go with Morant situation or Lakers situation. Let's start. Let's start with the Morant situation. <laughs> so, with that being said, uh, there's some things that leaked out on uh, over the past weekend. You know, showed Morant at a, at the strip club, you know, doing his thing and all that stuff. And I'm like, it's not a bad look. We have to get, stop giving strip clubs a bad name, guys. At some point, I mean, the, the, I mean. These places need our support as far as, as far as, you know, sponsorship goes, right? So you're not going to bring in, you're not going to bog down a young man and doing his thing. Now there was 50 million on the floor and all that stuff. And we don't care about that. He was just doing his thing and, and, um, living his best life on the road in Denver. So you're not gonna, so that place there that leaked out the video, you're not gonna do disrespect a man like that. But I send all my prayers and my love to John Morant. He entered himself to a facility yesterday in Florida. Uh, we hope that he's, he's gonna get all the treatment he can get. Um, you know, th- this, let me, let me, let me say something. This does, does not refer to the strip club, or, um, uh, what's it called? Situation. This refers to the instance that we have, we have seen or heard for the last few weeks. And so he wants to go in there and clear it up more power to him. And I hope he gets back on the massive court soon. And, um, this will be behind him. He didn't do anything criminally. So the case was dropped, but the NBA is still investigating, man. This, this is like over two weeks old NBA. Don't you think you should have suspended him already or, or something? It, it, it's ridiculous how, how y'all are, are so relaxed in this situation. Like, come on, man. You should have made your decision already. David Stern would have said you get suspended for a whole entire season. Quick, quick just like that. Rest in peace to David Stern, the, the former commissioner. Um, Simba was like, no, guys, I leave it to my guys, and we're going to still investigate. What are you investigating? I mean, the police just said one day their investigation is done. Now we're two weeks later, you're still investigating over this nonsense. Like, we need the man back on the court ASAP. But he's taking care of him, let him take care of him. The Grizzlies are winning because of it. They beat the Mavericks twice in, in a three-day span. And I'm like, the Mavericks are, are, are terrible. The Mavericks are garbage. It's over. It's over. I, I told people this, this this thing would not work out. 
<laughs> it won't work out, bro. It just won't. But I want to dive into, I want to stick with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have been playing well. Okay. You got Desmond Bain, you know, playing his game. You got, uh, Dylan Brooks who, you know, he, he can be good at times, but sometimes we see the other side. I don't know if he's faking it or is, is he being real? To me, I, I, it's a little bit of both. You can't, you can't just, you can't say, there's no leadership on that team. There's, there hasn't ever been a, le- a leadership on that team ever. Ever. The history of the Grizzlies. Okay? You're going to focus on Morant uh, 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 being a leader. Morant, even when he was on the court, he wasn't a leader. Taylor Jenkins is not a leader as a coach. Now, I can say Steven Adams, he's a leader in the locker room. I can say Desmond Bain is a leader in the, on the court. I can't say no Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks fouls a lot for me. He fouls a lot. Like you guys see the the stats every game. He goes from he, he goes to, you know by the end of the game he's fouling out. He spends more time on the bench than defending his actual man. But yet the Grizzlies. Let's look at their schedule, man. The next four games, they got at the Heat, at the Spurs. By the way, the Spurs are the Spurs, By the way, let me say something about the Spurs real quick. The Spurs have been have been winning games, guys. Don't get it twisted by this team. You know, make it make a statement at the end of the season, okay? I told someone this uh, yesterday. I said, "Don't." I said the Spurs will will come out and they'll win twenty plus games. They will end the season with twenty plus wins. We don't need no number one pick on this team. We don't even need the second pick. I don't want it. Because you know why? Those guys are not ready for the league. Victor is not ready for the league. Scoot, I, I don't know. Uh, Brandon Miller, I don't know. But the Spurs are going to win. They may beat the Grizzlies. They may beat the uh, Mavericks. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not root. I never root for them to lose. I want wins. I want to win. Can you give me something? So, with that being said, oh, and John Morant's power aids as ads were pulled yesterday as a result. Um, I hope he does come back and get his, get, get his sponsorships back. Um, you know, who knows? But with that being said, <laughs> let me bring David. And Gabe, <laughs> what's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm doing well, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Doing good, good. doing good. Good. <laughs> good. Before I talk about your Lakers, bro. Okay. Yeah. What do you um, What do you make of this situation with the Morant? Uh, Sean, you know, the picture was leaked out two days ago at the strip club. You know, getting a lap dance, fifty million dollars on the floor. Does that create a bad image in your eyes? No, not at all. He's a 23-year-old man. Yes. What do 20-something-year-olds do, usually, typically? They in the clubs. They outside. They're having a good time. Even 30-year-old men. Yeah, I mean, this is, at the end of the day, I'm not a strip club goer anymore. Um, But in the time where I was, it's literally just a good time. They got good food. Yeah, It's beautiful. Scenery, right? Um, to keep it clean, 
it's, it's a beautiful environment to be in. I understand. I get it. It's yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. It's mm. a good time. Mm. He's minding his business. He's mm. twenty three. Yeah. Everybody wants these NBA and NFL players to be just so mature the moment they get into the league. Like, bro, sure. in my early twenties, like I'm not thinking about if I'm a millionaire in my early twenties. Mm. Mm. Oh, I am wilding out, yeah. and I guarantee anybody else would be the same exact way, right? Because that's a part of growing up. Mm-hmm. Period. It's that simple. Right. Like we expect too much of these guys, right? And I think it's whack of the strip club to even release that picture, right? Um, everybody's so camera happy and they want to pull out a camera for everything. Like, I hate that. For sure. I hate it. You can't for even, sure. you can't do nothing no more. You can't. So yeah, to me, I just, I just think that we got to stop expecting so much of these players. We, we, you know, most of these players go, go to the strip club after the games. Yeah. And all that stuff. And so I, I know that as a fact. Yeah. And I think and, that there's something like, <clears throat> Yes, there is levels to it. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, there's stuff that should never be happening, no matter the age. There's right and there's wrong. Mm-hmm. But this ain't right. I mean, this ain't wrong. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. There's it's nothing. Not he's not it's doing not nothing wrong. He's out having a good time, minding right. his business. Mm-hmm. So I think now, because of all the other situations, Jaw got a spotlight on him. Yeah, he's his spotlight is completely illuminated. So oh now gosh. every time. He does anything. He makes any moves. It's scrutinized. Says, says you anything. you put yourself in that position with some of the other moves that you've made. Right. So at the end of the day, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But this is nothing to even have a real discussion about. Like, what are no. we? What are we doing? No, it's just uh, no. It's it's just. It's just uh, I think I think whoever leaked that picture, uh, photo, well, video, whatever that may be, I think they're looking for. Uh, uh, they're looking for, um, what's that called? They're looking for engagement. Yeah, clout. Clout. So, you know, it, it's just, uh, I, I, whatever you got to do to attract um, men or women to go to your club, you do it the best way. And he and they said he was very respectful, which you don't get that from athletes. No, because they don't have to be. They, right. Well, they feel that they don't have to be. Right. Because of their level of influence and their level of, money they feel like they can do and get whatever they want and that's yeah. where they get into trouble right so to me i think this is not even a story i think no. people just like blowing things out of proportion and since he's already been under a microscope mm-hmm. this didn't help <laughs> right no it, i mean so it, this didn't help a lot um i i didn't i didn't i didn't like that his his ad was being pulled i didn't like that at all um like that because of this situation um, just just keep it there. Just support the athlete mm-hmm. within the athlete. I agree. Now, I will say, this is broadening the conversation because this has nothing to do with that particular situation. Sure. But if I'm Kyrie, I would be a little upset. Okay. Why would you be upset? I would be upset because you, Nike mm-hmm. specifically, yeah. they pulled Kyrie's deal yes. because of the stuff that was going on with him, right? Mm-hmm. And Jaws able to carry a weapon. He's able to punch a seventeen year old in the face. Um he's with able no to. criminal charges. Right. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And he still has the deal mm-hmm. that I once had. And not to mention his shoe looks exactly the same as mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same shoe. <laughs> It's the exact same shoe. It's, it's no different. They just put his logo on it or whatever, but it's 
Those are Kyrie's. Um, <laughs> Those are Kyrie's. <laughs> did they take? Did they take Kyrie's off and put John Moran's name? That's on what there? it looked like. That's what it looked like. But not. Nah, I mean, I do think there's like in all seriousness, there is something to be said for that. Like I don't. I think Ja is on his way to becoming the face of the league. Just I'm. I'm around like my nephew's age range, thirteen mm-hmm. to like ten to thirteen. Yeah, they all yeah. talk about Ja. Ain't nobody else. If you play him in two, if you play him in two K, like uh-huh. I just did my nephew last weekend, uh-huh. he's playing with Memphis. Wow, and he might beat me, but it's oh. because <laughs> <laughs> he's good with him. But you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Ja is what Allen Iverson was to us, right? That's it, and right. he's in perfect position to become the next face of the league if he just he stays focused. Just do what you do. Just play ball. Just play ball and handle your business. All the extracurricular stuff mm-hmm. just don't even matter. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone forever. Just leave it alone forever because you know that that two hundred million dollar contract doesn't kick into next year. So, um, and plus you'll get additional incentives. So, to me, you got if you got to cut them off, even if it's your father, cut just cut them off. And I don't think his father is really. I think. I'm probably one of the few people that don't think that his father has anything to do with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, his father hasn't said anything, so I, I he hasn't said anything. He's probably trying to handle things behind the scenes because he knows where Ja is. Right. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. anybody that's been that age mm-hmm. knows where Ja is right now. Like yes. at twenty one, uh, twenty to twenty three, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about the future. You're thinking about right now. How can I enjoy all of this of stuff? Right. That I've been blessed with. Mm-hmm. I've been put in a position that's well beyond anybody else my age. Right. I'm in the top 1% mm-hmm. of humans on this earth when it concerns the money that I make. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. what do you do? At 23 years old, what do you do with that? God, at 23 years old, man, you just you just have a good time. You're not, you're not taught responsibility, like you said. Exactly. You're not taught... Uh, even though there's like financial people around, mm-hmm. you're not, you don't want to talk to them because they're going to, they're going to tell uh, you not to spend you, your money. Right. They're going <laughs> to they lead you to a bad path. So yeah. you don't, you're not worried about that. You're worried about <clears throat> doing 23 old stuff things. Mm-hmm. Now and that's, that's what comes with it. We'll continue mm-hmm. my fault. No, you're good. Yeah. I was just saying that's what comes with, um, all of that, I mean, that's what comes with just the spotlight. The NBA specifically, more so than the NFL, because they right. wear helmets. <laughs> your rec- your face is recognizable right. whenever you go anywhere. Mm-hmm. People know job. People know anybody that you can name. They know them. Shaq, so LeBron, you go outside and you're getting a different type of love than mm-hmm. you would get as an NFL player. Right. So unless you're Travis Kelsey or somebody who does things outside of football, they don't know what your face looks like. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're yeah. saying. I, I just, I think that there's something to be said for the NBA has a certain, is a different mystique. When you go outside, mm. it hits a little different. It does. Right now. Yeah. Right now it does because, uh, because we have, I think we have a, we have laid back commissioners that are giving players leeway. And I and you know, granted, yes, yes, you know, there's players that are responsible. There's players that are not. 
Mm-hmm. So we got a layback commissioner who says, you know, you can do whatever you want. This is why the, the NBA investigations take it so long. And there's levels to everything, right? Like I even say this in the political world, not to have that kind con- of conversation, but right. there's extremes on both sides. Yes. There's, the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle. Too much player freedom mm-hmm. is going to be the detriment of the NBA. Mm-hmm. On the opposite end, players not having any freedom at all to uh-huh. express themselves, do anything. Right. They, I in remember the when they, when they did the dress code. Back in the day, Oof. I remember when they did that, Oof, and that so tight. yeah, like, so that was a whole different end of the spectrum. Players didn't have no voice at all; they couldn't even uh, wear what they wanted to wear. Oof. So there is a sweet spot somewhere in the middle, yeah. And I pray that we get there because yeah. where did where it is now is too far left. That's mm. too far giving them too much power. They're not playing games. I like Luca and Kyrie didn't play last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Kyrie's one was was it was interesting to me because he mm-hmm. played Wednesday. Then you have two days off. Then they came out and said it was personal Friday. Yeah. Then Saturday it was like a, a few minutes before the game it was a foot injury. I'm like, dog, it ain't it ain't interesting on? to me at all. You know what that is? It's low management. It ain't no secret, bro. It's not, it's Dude, not a he, secret. Y'all, y'all think y'all being secretive by saying, oh, he had a personal, mer- oh, he got a cold, mm-hmm. oh, he got this, he got that. Dog, stop it. But the matter Because when you really that. have injuries, yeah, there's a timetable mm-hmm. that's very specific. Like LeBron, for example. Right. When LeBron is really hurt, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> you know. Everyone knows. Yeah. Everybody knows when LeBron, when LeBron's hurt is, they said evaluate in two weeks. Okay, fine. Three weeks, evaluate, fine. Okay. Was Kyrie's situation? This is ridiculous. Ain't no evaluation. Y'all throwing out injuries for the sake of saving y'all ass. Let's right. keep it a buck. Right. Y'all not, y'all don't care about the fans. Y'all care about the long term, whatever that looks like. Nope. And the problem is, well, this is going to backfire is when y'all think y'all got team chemistry because y'all played together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when you think, <laughs> y'all think y'all have team chemistry, y'all go into the playoffs and y'all get y'all ass beat and sent home. <laughs> That's again. That's where it's going to show itself. That, that's reality. That's where it's going to show itself. They're not going to the playoffs. I don't think they are either. And I'm, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying in no, general. I'm not talking about the Mavericks. I don't give a damn about the Mavericks. They're right. trash. Um, <laughs> and I never have been a Mavericks fan, but I never I, wasn't. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, like, I think that. There's something to be said for when you get into the playoffs and you're playing against a team that's played together. That's why I pick Boston out of the East mm-hmm. and I got potentially Denver out of the West. I don't see a team that's that consistent, that's that solid, that's played together all season like that. You know, you know, you know what Kendrick Perkins said last night? What's that? You know, Kendrick Perkins is the, is the full, is the worst. Animus and in <laughs> basketball ever, I don't he is, know why. he's not good, but I love Perk. He's worse. He's bad. I I mean, he's funny. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He's funny with his fake toughness, but uh, but excuse me, he said Sacramento can win the West. I'm like, what has Sacramento done? Sacramento Sorry. can't even play defense. De'Aaron Fox is a good player. Demonte Simonis. He's better than his father. Way better than his father. He is way better. Yeah, he is. I, I, and I, I said that. Father, I seen his father play play uh, on TV, and his father was really slow. 
Like, <laughs> really slow. Like, like how? And he fouled a lot. He fouled a lot, bro. Like, they had the, the, the in that playoff game, they had the, against the Lakers, they had to bring in Brian Grant. <laughs> Brian Grant did a better job than, uh, than, than the elder, elder Sabonis did. Like, granted, this younger Sabonis, he's better. A lot yeah, better. Skill wise. <laughs> But outside of that, Harrison Barnes is coming out on his own. Malik Buck can can show you something. Other than that, they don't have anything else yeah. to prove. They don't play defense. Mike Brown is a defensive coach. He these guys don't hear defense at all. And you're picking them to come out of the West. <laughs> you said Memphis last year, and what happened? <laughs> Went to the crib. <laughs> it went right back. To, be, it went right back to Memphis eating them damn ribs. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be the same thing that uh, that, that Sacramento's going to do. They're going to yeah. get in the first round, and well, they probably win the first round, and they'll get to the second round, and that's it. And that's it. I agree with you. I, I don't. I don't believe in Sacramento at all. But no. I mean, I've never believed in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I haven't believed in Sacramento even when they were good. Back in the day, even with the Chris, when, uh, Chris, Chris Webber, Webber, Mike Bibby, Pedro Skoyakovich, uh, Vlade, uh, uh, Lawrence Thunderbrook, uh, Bobby Jackson, Rick Adamant. that was a good squad. It was a good Scott team. Pollard but did you believe in them? Hair. Did you believe in them? Did I believe in them? You Tell know the what? Truth. Tell, hey, the hey, truth. Hey, hey, I, Tell the truth. Tell the truth, Jamie. <laughs> Don't lie to your people. Tell the truth. <laughs> um. <laughs> As, okay, as much as I liked them, I liked for them to beat the Lakers back then. No, yeah, I didn't. me too. I, I liked them. I, I, no, I but didn't. Tell the truth. I, I didn't believe that. Yeah, I, I know you didn't. That. I know I, you did. I know you did. I wanted them not. to beat the Lakers. They, I did too. They didn't have enough offensive power. That's the that's the problem that 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 I have. Exactly. Like Mike Mike Bibby's not a scorer. He's the not. only score they had was Chris Webber. You can't throw it there. You can't throw it down low. Yeah, and you got patient knocking down threes. But yes. at the end of the day, look. I've never believed in Sacramento a day of my life, <laughs> ever, and I never will. So they got to show me, show me better than you tell me. They've been doing a lot of talking. It's a lot. Everybody been talking about, oh yeah, we underrated. We number two seeded. We underrated. Shut up. Show me. Defense, bro. Shut you up and show me. Defense. You got to stop giving show me 120, 20 plus a game. You got to stop this. Yeah. Like, 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 literally. Like, get down, play defense. That's why I like the Lakers so much. Um, the last three or four games, they have, even though they have lost that game against the New York, they have played defense. Yeah. And I told you before we got on, I said Le- LeBron's going to ruin it. LeBron's going to ruin it because he's not going to play defense. When has LeBron ever ruined it? Point um, me to a time when LeBron came back okay. and ruined it. When his man, when his man, when he does not get into a defense stance, when he does not get into a defense stance, his man scoring. Give okay. me an example of a time where he came oh, and ruined it. Give me an it. example. Yes. <laughs> give me a, give me an example. I just want to know because right. you're talking about do, one do of the greatest wanna, players that ever played a game. I just want to know. Do you want a playoff game or do you want to end the regular season game? Give me a playoff game. Oh. Oh man. Um, I'm gonna say. Oh God. I'm going to say the finals. Which one? Uh, the Lakers finals. One okay. of those games against the Heat, they lost. And I think Jimmy Butler went for 30. But who won the series? Uh, the Lakers did. Exactly my point. When did he ruin it? <laughs> when did he ruin it? 
I just I just need to know when he ruined it to the point where he it never, was a, he never ruined it. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. So I'm just kidding. You, y'all. you never, just he, you he trying to hate. You're a hater. I, I, and it's okay. I, I, I don't it's hate okay. LeBron. I don't hate LeBron. It's okay. I don't I, hate it's LeBron. Okay. I don't hate LeBron. You are baby. a subtle shooter. You're hey, a subtle shooter. Defensively, defensively, I have a concern. Yeah. That's my concern. I get it. But you talking you talking about he gonna come back and ruin it. He can't ruin what's already – it's not that great right now. It's good. We're playing a lot better defense, but yes. we got problems. Like, we we have – What problems do you have? You you can't I, score in the fourth quarter? Yes. That is a massive problem. Yeah, that, is, that is a massive huge problem. problem. Huge problem. So, that's what I'm saying. I don't necessarily believe that the Lakers will make it that far. I mean, if they make it out of the play-in. So, that's what I'm – They're knife right now. And, and it seems like y'all – it seems like – the national media wants to crown Darvin Ham the coach of the year. I'm like, well, and, no, he's he he won't even give it a vote. No disrespect to Darvin Ham, but there's other coaches' quality. I agree out there. He shouldn't, like, he shouldn't get a vote because I mean, to be totally honest, the first half of the season, mm-hmm. I was wondering where the hell they found Darvin Ham at. <laughs> like, where did y'all where did y'all get this dude from? Y'all got him from Walmart. At the checkout line, like, like what is going on? Like, but I think he was overwhelmed with Russ and Patrick <laughs> Beverly, and there was a lot going on. You got a lot of personalities and egos to balance, and when yep. you're a new coach, mm-hmm. you're not really built for that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he coached at Milwaukee uh, the last few years, and he I won know, the championship. I know, but that was just my perspective at yep. the time because I was like, this looks horrible. Everything that I see is bad. Right. <laughs> There's nothing good on this court. <laughs> There's, there's nothing good happening on this court outside of LeBron. <laughs> so the, the dirty hit your LeBron carrying you on your back. Yeah, you know, Anthony Davis wasn't playing those games. Right. Exactly. And, and so, Russ was 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 just throwing it up. Turning the ball over. Like turning that. the ball over, shooting dumb shots. Patrick Bradley wasn't even playing basketball. So <laughs> it took him to go to another team to actually play. And that's what I'm saying. Like, ridiculous. That I, that's ridiculous. I, I think it was a lot to balance, and I think now, yeah, he's turned it around, mm. and they're in a position to somewhat compete. Mm. But the reality is, I don't see it right at this moment. Now, okay. maybe if they keep this team together mm-hmm. for another year, mm-hmm. they get to start the team fresh, or mm-hmm. start the year fresh next year with mm-hmm. this team. Mm-hmm. You got a shot. Okay. You got a shot. Fresh. If you, I just think there's been too much mess, and they dug themselves in too deep of a hole. Mm-hmm. In the earlier part of the season, okay. and now you're trying to recover right. without LeBron James. Mm. So that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, in this case, you're 33 and 35 right now. Um, you, you're playing New Orleans tonight. And, Very important game. Yeah, uh, yeah, at New Orleans, and you got the Rockets next. That's a back to back, and uh, you got the Mavs and the Magic. So. Mm. Yeah, that's a big game. That's it's a big a game big because game. they don't have a uh, New Orleans. New Orleans has been playing well late mm-hmm. as of late. They have uh, the Rockets. Uh, they, they beat Boston last night. I'm really upset about Boston about that. Yeah, um, yeah Boston is. I'm not concerned about Boston, but I'm not concerned either. I'm just I very just, upset that they they went and they um, went to Houston last night and they lost that game. 
Yeah, they shouldn't have lost that game. And uh, the Mavs, the Mavs are going to be the Mavs. <laughs> like, like right now, I, I I even said to someone yesterday, well, actually this morning, I said the Spurs might be the Mavs tomorrow. Give or yeah, take. I mean, <laughs> they could. The Spurs have been playing well outside of the OKC loss. They've been playing well as of late. <laughs> Yo, what if the, I know it's not possible, but like it's not possible. What if the Spurs like snuck in to play? <laughs> that, 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 oh my gosh, I'll lose my mind. I will. Lose I don't know what would have to happen. Mind. I don't know what would have to happen. They probably have to like win out. Oh god, because they. Oh god, <laughs> they're not capable of winning out. Gabe, okay? the team, the team needs a leader. The team needs to find their identity again. We can't depend on Zach Collins. Uh, being a fake tough tough guy, you can't yeah. depend on uh, Devon. Well, you can, I, I like Devonte Graham. I, lo- I love him a lot. I love uh, I love uh, what's this? Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell needs mm-hmm. to grow up. And then um, Kelvin Johnson needs to be a leader. Kelvin Johnson needs to be a, a leader, a damn leader. Like, I- you, like you can't have games that that, that you're off. Mm-hmm. What I mean off is scoring 15 points. Leadership means 20 plus or more. But- if you're an efficient score of 15 points, yeah. it looks different. That's the thing. Efficiency makes certain point totals look different. Yes. If I'm shooting 8 for 23, that looks horrible. <laughs> Even if I got 30 points. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you get there at the free throw line. Exactly. The majority at the free throw line. So it's uh, that's the difference. I, I just wanted to bring that point <laughs> no, up because I, I've been seeing a lot of inefficient scoring lately. Inefficient uh, scoring? Yes. From where? Um, just overall, like I, I mean, I just think of it in general, like especially in the college game. Yeah. Um, like I was watching, I, forgot, I think it was Memphis or somebody. Memphis and Houston. Yeah. The championship game. Yeah. A-A-C. So yeah, I'm not tapped into college basketball like that, but I was like, why are y'all shooting so much? Because <laughs> like, what is the, going on? Because the thing about it in college basketball, it, it's um, it's everybody is trying to get their own. Mm-hmm. So like if you're rated, uh, you know, if you're rated this number one, pl- number one, number two player, and mm-hmm. you're in your school, you're go- you're trying to get your own. Yeah, you know, that's true. like in college, that that's different. You know, there's in college they may have you may have like four or five senior guys that are leading the team, mm-hmm. but you got the other guys that are going to shoot like 15 plus times a game. Like I just yeah. watched a game against. Uh, I just watched. Well, I, just, I watched the game UAB versus North Texas. They had a little guy. His name was. He, they call him Jelly Walker. Mm-hmm. He shot. He he shot lights out. Mm-hmm. Like his percentage is off. But he shot. He had thirty two points. Like literally, like six for fifteen from three. Yeah. Like you took. Like he took fifteen threes. He took fifteen threes. See, that's college. what I'm saying though. In like college, in a college basketball game. That's what you I can't mean. Do that. You can't do that. That's not efficient. Right. Even if you make them, 15 threes in a game is not efficient basketball. Right. So I, I want to, I want, I really wonder mm. where that came from. I mean, is it the, is it Steph? Is that the Steph effect again? Uh, cause he's, yeah, he's actually efficient because, even though he looks, <laughs> I mean, crazy. I, I go to the gym. Every week, Gabe, and mm-hmm. I see, and I see this. This is a. This is not only happening in, in the college basketball game. This mm-hmm. is happening outside of it, way outside. You got guys who have never played basketball before shooting, going to the the first line they see is that three point line. The next line they see is the half court line, and they're shooting 
from that distance, and they're gonna and th- 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 this is where people get hurt. Mm-hmm. This this is where they get, get hurt. It's completely off. It doesn't even hit the rim. It hits the paint, for that matter. So, to answer your question, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know because. We see all these younger kids these days are, are the first, they're not even learning the game. They're not even shooting a layup anymore. They're yeah. not even, they're not even practicing their one hand shots. They don't know how to get to the basket. Exactly. They, they literally don't. I'm watching, that's another thing too that made me think of this is just watching like AAU games and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I remember going to see, um, like just years ago, mm-hmm. I remember going to see, uh, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. And it was the level of efficiency at such a young age. Like me and him are the same age. Right. Um, but just seeing that level of efficiency was not mm-hmm. normal from that era. Right. Like right. he came up post Steph. <laughs> so again, yeah. I think the game was still in, it wasn't there yet. I think mm-hmm. Steph was still cultivating that, right. that style. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. still, nonetheless, it was just different. So mm-hmm. I think just from that time period alone, this was like mm-hmm. 2015, 2016. Oh, man. Uh, so that wasn't that, that long that ago. That was different. That's that was different. seven years ago, but that was a totally different that's brand different. of basketball. That's, yeah. The people were still throwing the ball inside. And that's what I'm saying. So how do we get from there to here in a matter uh, of seven well, years? Well, when, guy, when guys started, when Steph's, made all those threes Steph and Clay when they hit 10 to 12 three pointers and and one given night I think every I think it changed a little bit I think everybody saw the line mm-hmm. move a little closer move further back and then everybody shoots it like every announcer says the number one stat is a three point stat if you if you don't shoot 15 plus three pointers as a team you lose mm-hmm. you lose like literally like, like I was, I watched that same game too, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was waiting for Houston to attack the basket, mm-hmm. but Memphis was so smart. Memphis was so smart that they they did it inside and out. They they, did. they they attacked the basket. They shot threes when it was open. Nobody's penetrating anymore. You see when they penetrate just a little bit, and they they're shooting three off a good contest. Mm-hmm. Like no one, they're not getting deeper into the paint. That's why I talk about penetrate. When you get deep in the paint and you kick it out to that three-point line, that's wide open. But to that point, that's why I do believe if Ja can stay focused, he can change the game. Yeah. Once again, he can. It could be a totally new shift because they're gonna want to drive again. Mm-hmm. Ja, Ja's made the Allen Iverson style cool again. Yes, he's uh, he's a lot athletic. Yeah. He's Iverson. a lot more athletic. A lot more. He jumps out the gym. Mm-hmm. But the way that he attacks the basket is Allen Iverson-esque. It is. Even at is. that size, mm-hmm. it's very Allen Iverson-esque. It is. Um, and so, to me, I just pray that he stays focused <laughs> and can really shift this thing once again. He's, because I need, I want to see the penetration. He's not. He's, I want, yeah, I need to see mm-hmm. that style of basketball back, right. that inside out. That's that's different than where we're at now. It's mm-hmm. completely out. We swinging it around the three point line, right. and whoever can get yeah. an open shot, take it. <laughs> it's all five yeah. players. A lot of times, I've seen this with my own eyes. Yeah. It's all five of them around the three point yep. line. Exactly. Yep. It tripped me out. Like watching <laughs> watching it that way, <laughs> it tripped yep. me out because I was like, yep. "Dog, there's nobody in the paint." 
you know, the only time you get to the paint is if off penetration. If 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 everybody is guarding the three point line, then the people go to the paint a lot easier. You get to the free throw line a lot. That's why you see, you know, the free throw line, the free throw line uh, percentages go down, even the, the attempts mm-hmm. for that matter. And everyone's complaining for a foul from the three point line. I'm like, the officials are not going to give you a foul from the three point line. No foul. You know what you got to do? You have to literally get tackled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> they're not giving you no foul at the three-point line. That's they're crazy. Not. They're not. So, yeah, I just – I don't know. Like, I would love to see the game go back to a place of inside out because wow. I think there's a place for the three-point shot. There Absolutely. is. Penetration. You Penetration. All you got to do is just draw the defense – Kick it out to your best three-point shooter, and he or she make, makes the three. Exactly. The women are doing it. Yeah. The women are doing it more, a lot more. And they play more authentic basketball. They do. Which is why they're seen as boring. <laughs> <laughs> like. Not college basketball. Did you ever, have you ever watched women's college basketball? I have. I have. And I agree. I don't think it's boring. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the culture. Yeah. Thinks it's boring. Right. I love that style of basketball because that's natural. natural <laughs> that's yeah. like exactly. fundamental basketball. Mm-hmm. So fundamentals, t- yep. to me, mm-hmm. that's what I prefer. Honestly, <laughs> I and prefer that. that I you- do. I do love the athletics, the athleticism of the NBA, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes the athleticism gets lost when you don't have people attacking the basket. When you, you, don't. you don't get to see those moments you that don't. we used to see. You don't get to see those highlight dunks. You nah. don't get to see guys jumping it's very over like, guys. Nah. It's I mean, it's rare that you see that. Yeah, very it's rare. It's very rare. Like, Ja was one of those people that Dang. if he take off, it's it's on top of your head. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. I'm oh, t- God. Like, so as much as I, yeah, I'm not a fan of some of the stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. But I, I see. A, off the court. Off the court, yeah. But on the court, mm-hmm. he is also one of my favorite players right. on the court mm-hmm. because I just I see that mm-hmm. that dog in him like right. that that thing that we used to see from the players from our era like yeah, the early two thousands. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, and so um, and so we hope that you know Jaw gets back. Yeah, um, he's not coming back for the next four games. They mm-hmm. said four games, but the Memphis say that. I want to remind everybody real quick. He did not get suspended at all. <laughs> like, the, 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 these guys want to say he got suspended. Memphis did not suspend him. Neither did the NBA. <laughs> he said, I want to take some games off. He said that. Not the NBA. He said that. So, with that being said, he's going to be gone for a while. And let it be. He'll be gone. Memphis, other than that, Memphis is, is in good is is in a great position at the third seed. Maybe they'll get to the second seed. Maybe they'll get there, but they're in a great position right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, they take care of business um, against Miami. Uh, you got what? You got Miami next. You got the Spurs. You got the Warriors, and you got the Mavs again. So they'll t- they'll take care of business. Then they'll be all right. They'll, they'll be, be good. Right. They'll be good. I think I like Desmond Bain a lot. Yeah. That's like my favorite player on that team outside of Ja. Oh, damn. Um, oh man, he's 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 phenomenal. He is phenomenal. Great. And he's been balling. He, he's um, the perfect athlete in Memphis. Mm-hmm. In Memphis, in that in that city alone. Yep. Memphis. Mm-hmm. The perfect quality athlete. I think he's the glue right now. Mm-hmm. 
So, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm so definitely. they better hope that he stays consistent, that he stays healthy mm. throughout this little spin that, Z- uh, that uh, <laughs> Jai is going. What was I about to say? Um, <laughs> they better hope that he stays solid and healthy. Right. Um, because he's their glue. Yeah. Now, in the event that, God forbid, something happened, injury, something else, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know what that team is going to look like without Desmond Bain. That team is going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> that team is going to be awful without Desmond Bain. I, I don't I don't trust the Dylan Brooks. I don't – I mean, I don't – I'm not a that, Dylan Brooks fan at all. No. I, I hate – He's overrated. I hate, I don't want to say hate, hate is a strong word, but I do not like Dylan Brooks. I, I think it's too corny no, for me. I, I like, like he's too either. corny on the court for me. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's too many antics for somebody who's not that great. Right. Like, <laughs> it's certain oh. players that can get away with it because yeah. they've built that, that identity. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Draymond. Draymond is that. Uh, Pat Bev was that, but now it's getting on my nerves. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Pat Bev was that for a lot of years. Yeah. So he built that mm-hmm. identity. Mm-hmm. Um, who else got that? Russ, Russ yeah, for Russ. a while. Lance Stevenson for Lance a while. Stevenson. But Lance Stevenson um, got on my nerves was his answer. He got on, he got on my nerves too, but it was a different kind of like, cause he was still, he could still hoop. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> like, definitely. Lance, Lance had a handle on him that was underrated. Um, oh, definitely. Definitely. I just, so, I just wish that. I just wish that he focused more on the game than than his antics. I think yeah. he, I think he was, I think he was worried about performing a, a show mm-hmm. than than playing the game. I agree. Night. I agree. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bunch of players that I could name that had that identity. Yes, but Rasheed into, Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Stephen Jackson, mm-hmm. Matt Barnes had that for a while. Yes, um, you have to develop your skill set first. Mm-hmm. Right. I think everybody sees the type of player that they want to be at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he starts to develop as you continue to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, with Dylan Brooks, I feel like there's some developmental things that he may have missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot that he's missed. Um, if you're going to say he's your best defender on the team, which I don't know where Taylor Jenkins got that from. I don't know where he's thinking from. But uh, but if you develop defensive habits, I think you have to get into the defensive stance and get your hands out and, and play defense that way. And that's the thing that every single one of those players that I named has done. Mm-hmm. They they've taken the fundamentals of defense mm-hmm. and mastered it. Every single one of the people that I just named. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't see in Dylan Brooks. Right. You you want to be this dog and this defender and this agitator and all of or that stuff. Leader, but you're and, not a leader. But you're not that. Right. And until you develop the skill set to be that, you right. can't talk. You can't say a word to somebody like Draymond who's won three championships. <laughs> four, four. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Four. Four. Again. I mean, what have you won? What have you done? You have you don't have enough skin in this game mm-hmm. to be able to say Anything to Draymond. Mm-hmm. Draymond has built that t- that defensive identity in yeah. Golden State. Yeah. He's built it from the ground up. Yep. It's yep. the defense is centered around him. Right. The offense may be Steph's, but the right. defense is centered around Draymond yeah. Green. Yep. Exactly. And we saw the what happens if Draymond Green is not on that team. Now, if you take Dylan Brooks off this team, Memphis is the same team. 
They are. They are. It's just they they won't they won't be they won't be as annoyed by, as his pre, by his presence. Yeah. They won't be annoyed by that. But but no, I I just no, I just you know. I, I just I don't like fake tough guys. I don't either. And he he's one of them. Now now granted, does he have time to change? Absolutely, absolutely. But you don't go around strutting your chest and saying that you want something. You guys have not won anything in years. Mm-hmm. Like you're like your leader. Well, I hate to say it. I don't want to say leader on John Moran because he, he he hasn't shown any, any anything to me yet. No. But when he does come back, when he gives you, uh, your nephew or any of uh, the younger children, uh, um, African-American kids, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that, I'm, I'm saying it nicely yeah. as an example, then, then okay, we can ca- characterize him as a leader. Until that happens, he's going to fix himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so to your point, Dylan Brooks, I'm sorry, Desmond Bain is the glue of that team. You can say Steven Adams. Yeah. Steven Adams is the second. Well, actually, I can't say the second. He's he's the top tier on that team because you can come to him on anything. Mm-hmm. And he would tell you straight up. Yeah. I think he was – I think he was the main difference of why that fight between Dylan Brooks and Shannon Shop did not happen. Mm-hmm. Because if Shannon Shop was 20 years younger – or 30 years younger, he would have stepped on that court and messed with Dylan Brooks. I think it was about to happen immediately. If, yeah. if there wasn't people to step in in that yeah. moment, there was Dylan like eight, Brooks, nine people. Dylan Brooks would have got knocked out. Let's oh, yeah, keep it. Be. Let's keep it. He would have got. He would have got knocked out. But he was saved by still by 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 Adams. Adams was the first guy of defense that saved his ass. Saved yeah, him, and you need that. You need that because the reality is. Every team needs Sometimes that. you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Especially with a Hall of Famer like that. Yeah. But a Hall of even, Famer who's won championships. A Hall of Famer who has a gold jacket. Even on the court. I remember back in the day when KG and Melo got into it. Right? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Like, it's just a different, it was a different time. Like, back then, I remember KG and Melo after the game at MSG. Yes. They fought. Right. <laughs> they actually fought. I respect that. Yeah. I feel like they know now that on the court, nobody is about to fight you. This right. is all talk. This is all talk for the for the game. After yeah. this, we can go to dinner. We can grab a drink, whatever. Right. We good. Exactly. And to a degree, I respect that. But to another right. degree, I don't because you're talking so crazy right. that you and you know the results of it. It's kind of like. What Chris Rock said, Man. even though I disagree with it, and I wish he wouldn't have said it. Um, <laughs> he was like in his stand up. He was like, "You you slap somebody that you knew you could beat." As a man, you're never supposed to say that, but it's the truth. Right. And in, in all actuality, it is the truth. Right. You knew who you could do that to, and it's the same thing with Dylan Brooks. He yeah. knows the buttons he can push right. and who he can't. He's just talking. Yeah. He's just talking uh, to the point where he where you know. Thank God for 2023, right? Mm-hmm. Thank God for this world that we have like that we have like nine or ten security guards that shouldn't be on the court. That that to me really infuriates infuriates me. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like security being into this game. 
Mm-hmm. You got guys that are mellow out that can defend themselves. You got three officials. You got assistant coaches. You got the head coach. Mm-hmm. How much security do you need? You're not going to hold these guys. Like, I saw a fight last night between Brooke Lopez and Trey Lyles on the, on the internet. I'm like, I'm like. The security is for the building. It's not for them players. Exactly. They don't give a damn about them players. Because truth of the matter is, mm-hmm. They hired the littlest security guards. <laughs> These are the smallest that, dudes that's how men, uh, I've ever seen. That, right? Yes, I saw it. These are the <laughs> smallest dudes. These dudes be like five, six. And you, <laughs> who are they stopping? <laughs> who are they protecting? Like that's that's all that I'm saying. Like who are they protecting? At five, six. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I can understand. I can understand. Like six foot or six five, yes, I get it, dude. But these players will beat their ass too. <laughs> it's not, it's not like you talk, dude. <laughs> even when you're, like, even when you're trying to hold him back, you're trying to hold him back, and now you're getting punched in the face. All your <laughs> getting beat up. They're trying to. You gotta hold them back. You gotta hold them back. You gotta get punched in the mouth. Like, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. If y'all gonna secure these players, if y'all really are about the players and securing them, hire some bigger security guards. Right. Hire some people that actually can defend something. (laughs) Like, these NBA security guards, I I don't see. Anything. The security guards are there for the fans. There, so that the fans don't get out of line. All these security guards built like the plumber that comes to the house and <laughs> 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 fix the drain or something. They, they're not securing nothing. This is a side not gig for them. Nothing <laughs> at all. At all. At all. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, it's just ridiculous. The security is for the fans, everyone. It's for the fans, not yeah. for the players. It's for the fans, and that's what the NBA has to realize. They got to realize that the security is going to be for the fans. It has to be the fans. Man, that's all it is. They, they're not stopping nobody. No, they're not. They're not even them. built like that. No. They're not they're even not. built like that. And they're not. I think that's like, that's the reason why players be so uncomfortable in certain cities. Right. Because they know that if something go down, like a mouse at the palace could easily happen today. <laughs> Easily today. Easily happen. But, but, and it would be way worse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it would be yeah, ten uh, times uh, worse than that was. Oh my gosh. It'd be a lot worse. So But then, then again Adam Silver won't suspend anyone. <laughs> he won't suspend anyone. He'll <laughs> they'll do it and they'll do a thorough investigation on what happened, this and that. Who what the fans were saying, <laughs> what the players are saying, what the officials said. It'll be like a whole circus. It'll be like it'll be like replay review. It's so much, it's so many ongoing investigations in the NBA. <laughs> it's so much stuff I ain't heard about. Wasn't there like a it was a collusion investigation with the Knicks or something like that? Uh, I forgot. It was somebody that What was it? I can't remember what it was going what was happening. But regardless, it's a lot of stuff that we it's never ridiculous. heard nothing about. It's ridiculous. Thank God we have the games on T V, man. Thank God. But yeah. But with that being said, everyone, um, yeah, hire better security guards. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> but 
but, but before we move on, um, we were just, we were just talking about. I want to. I didn't want to dive this in, but I am going to put it in. The Cowboys yesterday. The Cowboys didn't sign anyone until today. <laughs> they they restructured they restructured a bunch of contracts to the point where they have thirty million in cap space. Now, granted, you don't need that. That's a lot of space, bro. That's a lot of space. You can sign like at least three players. Like, come on, what what are y'all doing? Are y'all waiting till April twenty seventh for the draft to come happen? What if you don't get your guy? What if you don't get that running back in the first round? That y'all been saying about. Of course, I want B. John. But I feel like B. John's going to be gone. He's going to be gone beforehand. He, yes, he deserves to be gone. We just lost Connor McGovern to the Bills. I feel like we're going to draft an offensive lineman that's going, to, that's going to take time to prepare. It depends on the player. Okay? We lost, uh, who else did we lose? We lost Noah Brown to the Texans. <laughs> They don't even have a quarterback. <laughs> so if you're drafting a a, a a Bryce Young or a um, what's his name or CJ Stroud in the first uh, uh, in your first draft, well actually the Bears have that draft pick. Y'all have the second one. If you're gonna go Bryce or CJ Stroud, yeah, as your second pick, you gotta have a quarterback first. Come on now, stop playing with us, Houston. Y'all play too much, man. And I say that nicely. But I, I'm, I, I'm very concerned that the Cowboys have not signed anyone. Um, I'm very concerned that we restricted all of these contracts. I, you know, this is ridiculous. We're not, we're not focused on winning anymore. Yes, we're going to win in the regular season. It's going to be like, oh, well, we, 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 we didn't do anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm sorry. The Eagles got to the Super Bowl last year in our division. The Giants got, got 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 to where they needed to go. They got to the second round. I mean, they they paid their quarterback uh, 160 million. Look, he he don't even deserve that money. You can't say that he's better than Dak in that division. That's what the Giants are saying. Like this this is unbelievable, man. And, and, and it won't get any better. I just I just don't understand why. Why are you going to wait to the draft to draft your guys? What if you, what if your guys are not there? You're going to draft some guy from, uh, from I, I, Iowa. He could be good. He could not be good. I'm tired of this nonsense. This is what, what I've been saying all along. Y'all have to be active on the first day. The first day started yesterday. The second day today. The last day is tomorrow. You have to be proactive. You can't be proactive in the regular season. No one's there in the regular season. Everyone's going to be retired and all that stuff. <laughs> They're not there. You have to be proactive. This, this is why we don't win. <laughs> we don't win anything at all. <laughs> hey, dog, look, I'm free from this team. I, I'm done. I've seen enough, bro. Like, they do this every year, and we talk about how the Eagles went, went to the Super Bowl this year. How did they do it? They attacked free agency free early, agency, early, early in trades. That's yes, it. Early, they I early, mean, and the draft was a icing on the cake. Exactly, and the recipe never fails. 
mm-hmm. every team that has done that like that. Typically, even the bad teams, exactly. even the bad teams, they get better. From um, Tremont Edwards went from the Bills, a great team, to uh, Chicago. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it's a lot of players that we could have had our hands on, especially with thirty million in cap space. Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey got out of there on day one. Went to Miami. I love Miami. Trade I, via trade. That's what I'm saying. So. To me, I feel like, yeah, we're not trying to win. You're not trying what to win. What are we trying to do? Are we trying to sell the team? We can't leave. We can't, we can't sell the team out of No, out, out, it's out quite Carlton. the opposite. Quite the opposite. They are about the business of the Dallas Cowboys. It's not about the team. They're about the business of the Dallas Cowboys. So, so, every, so what that means uh-huh. is I'm going to market. I'm going to do all of the things to keep this brand the number one sports franchise of all sports franchises. Okay. Does that mean getting on radio every week? Yep. Spewing nonsense about Odell. Yep. Does That's that exactly mean, what it means. Does that mean every? Does that mean every year you put the Conference USA tournament in Frisco every year? Yep. Does that mean you put all these concerts, all these venues that have nothing to do with football at the ATT stadium? Yep. You know why? Because it's the house that Jerry built. It's all. It's all at the house that Jerry built. So yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm having all the events at my location because you know what? This is Cowboy Land. You got to come to Cowboy Land for all of your events. You got to come. You got. You want to see Bad Bunny? Come to Cowboy Land. If you want to see a Conference USA tournament, come to Cowboy Land. If you want to see all Frisco ISD sports, come to Cowboy Land. Ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. Ridiculous. It's the brand. It's not about winning. This is not a team that's built to win. All Cowboys fans, get out of your feelings. We're never winning anything. The sooner you accept that, the better. Because it's about the brand. It hurts. It's about the brand. You're right. Period. You're right. It hurts because I mean, because uh, uh, you know, I was I was hoping, I was hoping that you know, if you know, I was hoping when we get these restricted contracts, I thought, okay, maybe something big is happening. Maybe something, somebody big. And, they, and then on the radio, how dare them? They always talk about free agents that can come, that can help this team out. Can we can we stop talking about free agents that that can help this team out? They're, not, they're never going to come here. They're never gonna come here unless they unless they got released by a team, and then you, if you if so if somebody like a CD Lamb went down, then you sign that receiver on um, what's that called? I just mentioned it too. What's that called? On um, I just mentioned it to the a few weeks back. A few weeks back, I mentioned. I said it. Who? I said it. Oh, um, reaction, reaction, oh, yeah, yeah. reaction. Something they would do yeah. was reaction. Yes. So pressure reaction. That's what it means. It means that you have to act immediately. If you follow the steps of Jerry, we're going to fail. This is why you sell the team. You sell the team because because somebody else can get the job done. Sell the damn team. That's it. That's it. I'm not telling you to take the team out, Arlington. I'm not saying dismantle Frisco. I'm saying sell the team to an ownership that can get the job done. Sell it to Jay-Z. Listen, listen. Go ahead. You and I both know one that's never going to happen. Two, yes. The reality is, this is Jerry's most valuable asset. But we're slow. Why? But he don't give a damn. That's what I keep trying to tell everybody. Jerry don't give a damn about none of the fans' feelings when it concerns winning. I don't think he cares anymore. I I really don't think he cares. 
He knows that this is some, this is a tool for generational wealth for his family. Period. He's never selling a team. It'll stay in the Jones family for as long as it'll stay in the Jones family. Who knows? Well, not that long. I don't want it to be that long. That's, that's too long. If Jerry, when, once Jerry's gone, it'll go to Steven. It'll go to somebody else. It'll go, it'll stay in the She's Jones. Younger sons? Yeah. It'll go to, oh, it's going to stay in his family because they know the identity that he built it with. Yeah, so, with, with venues. Yeah, exactly. With venues, when they're, they're, I'm pretty sure they're building stuff in where you're at at yeah. Frisco, right? There's Every stuff day. happening all the time. But my point is, they don't give a damn about winning. That's just the reality. Okay, if you cared, because there's always money available. There's there's all, like every year, million. every year around free agency, we have the same conversation. Oh, why didn't they sign this? Oh, there's we got all these high. And cap space, I know that. I know that. We restricted all those contracts for. I know that. And I know the reason. Because Jack they're gonna, going to. He's not getting younger. He's not going to win a championship in this no. city. I know. Trust me. You're talking to somebody who knows. I yes. know. Yes. I know. Yes. I've been in this thing yes. 20 years. I'm letting you know right now. The Cowboys will never win anything. <laughs> they're never going to win. So anything. these guys will go into retirement with nothing. Yes. Absolutely. Nothing, Unless they get out of here. Nothing. DeMarcus Ware did the smartest thing he could have ever done for his career. He got out. He got out. And he won a championship. And he went to win a championship in Denver. I'm telling you right now. If you, if Dallas, if you think that the Cowboys are winning, you are sadly mistaken. Either you choose a new team if you want to root for a winner, or you stick it out and you just accept the fate. The yeah, you stick it out and accept the fate of this team. Me personally, I'm out, dog. I'm saying it on record. Cause I, I can't do that. I haven't always been a Cowboys fan my entire life. Even Zeke, Zeke is your boy. Zeke was, is from the same city. He's from are. the same city. He's from the Lou. Love Zeke. Zeke, there, there's, there's same, a lot of people from St. Louis in the NFL. I just want to put that in perspective. So at the end of the day, <laughs> I don't give a damn. I don't. I really don't. I don't. I love Zeke. Mm-hmm. Zeke may even be on his way out too. What? From a Dallas Cowboy perspective. No. From, I, I don't know. Do you but, realize that if, if, Zeke, if Zeke was released from this team, you realize that we're, we're drafting a running back, right? Yeah. I know. But so, who, who's to say that they won't use him as trade bait to get up to that number two or three spot? Oh, God. Exactly my point. Oh, God. Exactly. Oh, God. You're exactly. Not, you're not drafting a running back at number two. In the top ten. Team, teams will. But all I'm saying is, sake. all I'm saying is, just beware of draft night. Okay. Beware of draft okay. night. Cause right. some, what they like to do, uh-huh. they like to shake things up. Okay. On a draft night. They really, mm-hmm. they really love to do that. CeeDee Lamb year, we saw what they did. They did the most. They moved all up. Mm-hmm. Had to, who was like all excited. Everybody was like, oh, what they gonna do? What's gonna happen? Oh, right. we might get Patrick Sertan. We might get, uh, a cornerback or something Patrick like that. Should have been. Yeah, at the time we didn't need CD. We should. Glad we got him now, but yeah. at the time we didn't need him. Um, exactly. So nonetheless, <laughs> same thing. I can go back even further with Dez. Right. When we drafted Dez, we did not need Dez Bryant. No, we did not. No, we did not. No, we did not. It worked it, out great. It did. It did. It it it, it shined a light, and I'm still a Dez Bryant fan. So yeah, I love Dez, but it didn't result in wins either. No, it did not. So that's the and thing. Like I, I think 
they put so much stock into the players that they draft. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of stock into that. Right. So to me, I never expect them to do anything in free agency. I get excited when they start throwing around suggestions and all that, like, oh, if we get Jalen Ramsey, we could do the X, Y, Z. Him on the other side of Trayvon Diggs, man, that would be crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and all of that, like, it even is. Patrick Peterson, I said the same thing. Now he's wherever he is. He's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Which I hate that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Well, it's a two-year deal. And that's what I'm saying. Like, so there's, there's moments like that that happen every right. single year. And it's been happening for yeah. the last 18, 15 to 18 years. Yes. Me. And, you know, that's that's how long I, I – well, actually, I've been the Cowboys fan for 23 years. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I so – and you haven't seen – You've seen the same pattern over and over and over. I have. And that's the same thing Bill Parcells was saying. Mm -hmm. Bill Parcells wanted to make moves in free agency. That team was structured to – there were a couple pieces away. 2003. 2003, they they made the playoffs. Yeah. And and, uh, I remember that vividly because they made the playoffs. That was 2007. Was it 2007? It was 2007. Okay. Because they made the playoffs. That was the same year the Patriots went undefeated. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right, and, and yeah, I remember he made moves. He wanted to make moves. He but wanted Jerry to make moves. Denied him. Jerry held him hostage because he's like, no, we, we built our teams through the draft, and to <sighs> guys come and go. Guys re- retire. They either retire or they go to another team. And Doug, you're not about to find Emmett Troy and Michael Irvin again back oh, to back no. to back years. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. You're not in the draft. Go. It's not happening. Hell no. So get that out of your head. This is not the world we live in. <laughs> they're, God, long, they're long no, gone. Like, they're long gone doing it's, other things. This is not 1989. <laughs> <laughs> to Jerry, it's, it is. It's to not. Jerry, like, Jerry it, is. Like, if I could just scream that, this is not <laughs> the late 80s, early 90s. No to more. Jerry, it is. You have Jerry to, wants to live in the, in that past. And I get it. I get it. He wants it to live in the past. He wants you, to see the same success. Yeah, because you feel like you had a responsibility and you built that. Right. And Jimmy Johnson was getting a lot of credit. Yep. And that's why Jimmy Johnson didn't stay. Right. Because you wanted the credit. Because Barry you was like, Swisser. I'm the GM. I built this. Mm-hmm. Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer comes in. The same thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I mean. It's the same pattern. Every single time, and you keep trying to build your team the same way, and it doesn't work. When it's like insanity at this point, you, you got to tell you're doing the same thing over and 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 over again, and expecting a different result. How long have you? How does Boston team work? What thirty four years? Yeah, thirty four years. So that's what I was. What two years old at the time when we bought the team? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is ridiculous, bro. That's why I wear a cowboy shirt at that time, and I didn't realize, you know, because I was young. I didn't, I didn't realize I was wearing a cowboy shirt at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you know, your parents forced that on you. Yeah. And say, hey, well, you know, the, the cowboys are going to do great. See, my situation was different. I, I had a Rams jersey on mm. growing up. Mm-hmm. I had a great, I had a, had, I had a Tory Holt, Tory Holt jersey. I remember, I have a picture of it somewhere. Tory Holt Hall of Fame. Yeah. Put definitely. him in there today. He should be. He was a finalist this year and didn't make it. Um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's a that, whole. That, 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 they're rigged. It's rigged, bro. But it's they got to overload of wide receivers too. That's another thing. It took you saw how long it took them to get Drew Pearson. Oh yeah, I saw that. So it shouldn't be Drew Pearson. 
Damn it. He should have been there. Like, as, the, as soon as he retired, he should have been there. And, I mean, yeah. He should have been there. It's it's just a, they have a backlog of wide receivers. Chad Johnson should probably be considered statistically. Oh, my gosh. Statistically. And statistically, yes. An impact. If you putting those two things together, I can make a case for him being in the Hall of Fame. If Heinz Ward is in the Hall of Fame, I think Chad Johnson should be in the Hall of Fame. That's another conversation. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I was raised – a Rams fan. When I got to, when I moved to Texas is when we my changed and became Cowboys fans and then yes. the Rams moved to LA and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So yes. um it it's it's just one of those things, right, where I'm not a loyalist to the Cowboys like mm-hmm. that. I'm if I didn't live here for so long, mm-hmm. I may not even still be a fan. Right. Like because it's a one, it's a hard team to support. It's a very hard team to support. It is the hardest team to support because uh, they let you down every single year. And they have the appearance of making changes and doing great things. During the season. You don't make season. a change. I mean, you can make a change. During the, I can understand that. But in the off season, yes. Yeah. Like, I just – I have no expectations for them anymore. And I think at this point, as a fan, I think I'm, I'm, I'm good. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Over the years, I've seen enough. This is heartbreaking. I've seen enough. This is heartbreaking. No, I, I understand you've seen enough. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I just, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I want, I want us to do well. I want us to do great. I want to win a championship. I want to be able to hold that trophy, but I won't be able to see it in my lifetime. Yeah. As long as, as long as this rate goes, I won't be able to see it. As long as we keep talking about potential free agents that can help this team out, then I mean, let, let's stop talking about them. We do it every year. Let, let's stop talking about it then. If we, if they're not if we're not going to offer them a contract, let's stop talking about it. Period. So, yeah, I'm in agreement. Like 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 they other, other teams talk about free agents all the time, even the worst teams. Yeah, and they get them. They get them. They bring them in. They get them. All they don't bring them during the season because the season's like okay, maybe I want to re- sit down for a little bit, or mm-hmm. maybe I want to retire full time. Yeah. But right now is the perfect time to attack it. I do think Odell will be here. Unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunate because we know, actually kind of need him now that I, Noah I, Brown I, is gone. Yeah, uh, I, um, I don't know, bro. I just don't I, know I, how I don't ready. Worry. I don't, I don't know any of that. I don't know where you put him at. If if you're going, if if we don't get Odell, or if he doesn't want to play for that matter, we got to draft a receiver, whether it's in the first or the second round. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we don't have anything. <laughs> we we got Ceedee Lamb and and Gallup and Gallup, and they restructured his contract too. By the way, exactly. So damn, that's they, that's hard. They restructured it for a reason. I think they did that to, and they were willing to get rid of Noah Brown. It tells me that they have that eye on somebody at receiver. Uh, in the draft or the free agency? Either I'm, way. I'm going to say either the draft. Way. I, I probably the draft, knowing them. Mm-hmm. They got their eye on somebody. Uh, there's two players I can name in mind that I really like mm-hmm. in the draft. But they're not going to draft those two players. I don't believe in the draft like that, though. It takes just, some time to it, prepare, though. Because you have to develop a player. Yeah, like exactly. It takes time. That's not an immediate solution. At least it, when you when you, when you sign a pro. Mm-hmm. Who's been a pro for some years, a veteran? Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting. Right. Like with Odell, even though he's been hurt, you know the kind of player that he can be if you give him the opportunity to be that. But he has to be committed. He has to be committed, and he has to understand where he is in his career. Right. Like 
he's not the number one receiver no more. He's not. He's not like. like and I think he did. He did get that one with the Rams. I think he fit in that role perfectly. Right. Which is why I, I would be happy to have him here. Right. To be totally honest, because I saw him I'm become skeptical. that role player. I'm skeptical. Yeah. I'm skeptical because of commitment. Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical. I mean, we we've been dragging this on for like six months now, almost. Yeah. And well, yeah, yeah, it's been that long. And so I'm like, but I'm it, like, it's not him dragging it. It's them. It's the Cowboys dragging their feet. Right. So they saw whatever they saw that's making them hesitant. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to it because I don't know. But right. um, they saw something because mm-hmm. they would have pulled that trigger last year, right during the season. Right. So when he was running all through, running all over Dallas. Mm. And going to Mavs games, sitting courtside with <laughs> with Trayvon Diggs and all of them, even your linebacker and Michael Corey Parsons. Kardashian, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> a whole red carpet for him, red carpet at the Mavs. They game. didn't call Corey and everything. Corey, Corey Kardashian. I call him Corey Kardashian, oh but it's Christian. Gosh, that's funny. Boyfriend. That's funny. Oh yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. That he was out there funny. with him, that sitting courtside funny. at the Mavs game. <laughs> Smiling, they was all at North Park Mall. Took them all. They was in Neiman's. I appreciate that he had a, he had ten or eleven people walking around at that North Park Mall. You can't you can't get by. Was 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 Man. like you had. I'm pretty sure you had like five people in front, and there's like four in the back, and then Odell right next to them. Yeah, you had ten people in that mall. Yeah, Walk, walking side by side. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's just one of those things, man. I. The Cowboys know what they're doing. They like this, the flashiness. They, it's very, it rep, it's very representative of the city of Dallas. Right. So when you think of Dallas, what, like you think of money, <laughs> this is a very money. wealthy city. Of, uh, yes. I think of money and I think of the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. So I think of the night atmosphere that we have. Yeah. yeah. Um, that we have built. There's nothing to do here but eat and drink. I just, uh, yes. And, and, and have stupidly fun, but the stupid fun can turn into the other side. <laughs> Turns into Harry Hines. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot that goes on over there. But yeah, I but, got jokes today. I'm just. I, no, I, I understand. <laughs> no, I, I understand. But that. Yeah. But that could be sponsorships later down the road. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so that's why when I ran into the story about, you know, people disrespecting Morant at the strip club, I said, you can't, you can't disrespect the establishment like that because it, it happens around the, the U.S. It's a culture. At every club. Yeah. So, First of all, y'all, James Harden been going to the strip club for 30 years. He's a- like ain't nobody said nothing to James. Everybody, James been minding his business, eating wings at Magic City and everything. Like he he is he's been minding his business. He even left Philly. Uh, he left. Uh, what what's the team Houston. was he on? Houston. No, he left Brooklyn because he said it was boring. They didn't have enough strip clubs. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so James Harden is an avid strip club goer. He's a Hall of Famer. So right? is Lou Williams. Yeah, Lou yeah. Williams. Oh, def- oh man. Lou Williams oh, is definitely. a Magic City fanatic. Mm. If you know anything about Atlanta, Lou Williams is Atlanta. He goes to 
Magic City, Blue Flame, all of them strip clubs out there. Every day, right? Every day. He has business meetings there. It's, it's like, like, God. <laughs> Every day he's having a business meeting over there. That's what I'm saying. And, and, uh, and I'm pretty sure those guys have pictures on their walls at, 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 at Magic yeah. City. Lou Will's picture is on the wall in Magic City. I've been. I've seen it. I'm oh, a witness. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's a picture of him eating lemon pepper flats. Uh, <laughs> and smiling. <laughs> <laughs> With a girl on his lap. <laughs> like, <laughs> How can you focus and eat? <laughs> With a girl hey, on your lap. You haven't had Magic City wings, have you? No, I haven't. Yeah, see, I, no, see I have you can focus on them wings. Yeah. Them wings is fine. That's the best thing that they got in there. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it got me excited. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go try it one day. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. Yeah. It's but, a good time. <laughs> but, but I thank you for your for your for your willingness and your knowledge. Absolutely. And now Absolutely. coming up next, everyone, uh, I want to dive into this NCAA tournament. Uh, I got my four, my final four, top seeds, my final four that I'm gonna give to y'all that I'm gonna reveal on this show. Okay, you may disagree, you may agree, but I do want to, this has been bugging me, bugging for me for the last couple of days. And I'm going to speak to that next. It's uh, official radios beyond the game.
And outside if you're invited You always knew the way to wow me Go around, get tongue-tied I turn it on, I make it rowdy Then carry on, but I'm not hiding You grabbing me hard Cause you know what you found Is biscuits, is gravy,
Welcome back to Beyond the Game podcast. My name is Jamie again. Uh, so, yes. So, this NCAA tournament is started tonight. Before I talk about the men's, I'm going to talk about the women's first. Ladies first, right? So, with that being said, um, I have my picks. Uh, you may may not like this. But, we got to take an interest in the... Uh, in the women's game, okay? In the women's tournament, because this year they're showing it on four channels again. ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN U, and ESPN News. So, so with that being said, here's my final four, okay? South Carolina, Stanford, LSU, and UConn. Those are my final four in the women's bracket, okay? Here's the reason why South Carolina South Carolina has a coach named Don Staley. Don Staley is the greatest coach of all time in, in the women's game. You could say Gino. People say, well, it's Gino. Well, but Gino has won a lot of championships, but Don Staley's coming up. You talk about a woman that, that, that came from, came from a no name in the WNBA to now the biggest name in college basketball. In the women's game, if she plays it, if she does it the right way, was her teams playing defense? Was Aaliyah Boston doing her thing down low? Now Aaliyah Boston averages thirteen points a game. This is Aaliyah Boston is going to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft next month, and I feel like she's going to score a lot more points than she, than at South Carolina because South Carolina is a guard heavy team. You got Zaire Cook doing her thing. Uh, you got a bunch of other guards doing her, their things as well. And so this this is not going to be a runaway for South Carolina to win a championship. They got to get through loopholes every seat, every step. They got to get through loopholes. So 
With that being said, with South Carolina, that that's my number one Final Four. I do think they have the drive and the determination to win it all. Uh, to or well, actually, to get to the Final Four. And, um, you know, they cannot be stopped. The only thing that can stop them is themselves. Um, if they, if they have a bad game, then that's what, that's what it's going to be. So my other one is Stanford. Tara Vanderbilt has been coaching for a long time. I, I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I'm sorry, Californians. I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Um, so they have an issue with, ID uh, consistency, so they don't know how to be consistent on a daily basis. And I, and they were, they were, they were my pick to win the big, the Pac-12, but Washington State won it. Um, you know, the, it, 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 it's around the consistency. You have to be consistent to win these things. So whenever I think about Stanford women's basketball, I always think about championships in the Pac-12. Not national championships is to me is kind of like. It's kind of iffy to me. It's wide open these days when you, when you talk about um, winning, winning a championship and, and college basketball for the women. So uh, the players that you got to watch out for is Cameron Brink. She's averaging 14 points a game and nine and a half rebounds. And Haley Jones, which I like. That's my favorite player on that team. She's averaging 13 points a game and nine rebounds. So they are... A defensive team, they are, they get their offense, they only average like 50 points a game. So, um, so the only thing that, that, that we, we, I have a concern about is their ID consistency. Can they keep it up in these games? Um, can they close out these games the way they should? My number three team is LSU. Now LSU is a stretch because, you know, they have the best coach in college basketball, Kim Mulkey. She's crazy. But she gets the job done. And I mean crazy in a nice way. Um, so she's a three time national championship. Angel, Angel Reese, which we, we were just talking about a few weeks ago. Uh, she's averaging 23 points a game and 15 rebounds. Now, if you ask me who is the national player of the year, I'd give it to Leah Boston because of the record. Just like in the NBA conversation right now, I give it to Jason Tatum. Cause, cause Jason Tatum has been, his team has been number one all season long up until last week when Milwaukee took over that, that reign. But nonetheless, LSU, I think they're overhyped a little bit, but they get to the final four. I think they'll be, you know, they'll, they'll be a dangerous team to get through their field. Now they, they, they got a tougher field to say the least, but that's my pick to get to the final four because I don't see any other, I'm not voting number one, all number ones to the final four. They say Indiana in the final four. I, I'm not, I'm not voting there. I'm not going there because Indiana has not shown me that they can keep up with their, keep up with their consistency. Can they keep up the player basketball? They can't, I mean, they haven't shown me. I think they'll fail in the elite eight. I don't see them going past the elite eight. Final four, yes. Final four, no. Elite eight, maybe. I don't see them going there. That's why I don't vote all number ones because it's wide open in this, in this stage of the game. Now let's talk about UConn for a second. UConn has had injury problems, a lot of problems injury wise. And, uh, so, you know, at times they had, a, they, there's one time where they had to cancel a game during the season because they didn't have enough players to play. Uh, they, I mean, they, I think they've been playing an eight or nine man rotation for the rest of the, of the season because they, they're missing page. Beckers and AZ Fudd. AZ, both of those ladies are hurt. Paige, 
Becker's injured her uh, knee playing in pickup basketball. That and then they'll say, well, you know, these athletes shouldn't be playing pickup basketball. No, we should be playing pickup basketball because it because it, 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 it could we were conditioned to the game. So it's unfortunate that she had to miss the whole entire season for this. But she's been a great motivator on the sidelines. And um, she can get you buckets. That's why they call her Paige Buckets. Because she can get you a bucket at any time in the game. So uh, Aaliyah Edwards is a big girl down low. She's averaging 16 points a game and 9 rebounds. Uh, the only thing that... Like I said, health will be a factor on the UConn. They they have not made it. Uh, they have not made past the Final Four in forever, for that matter. And I always choose up until last year. Always chose UConn as the national champ champion. Obviously, I chose South Carolina because South Carolina has a complete team. UConn is getting there, but you know, you UConn you don't have their best players. When you don't have your best players, you you're obligated to fail. So, with that being said, uh, my dark horses is Texas and Maryland. I say Texas because of their depth. Texas has a lot of depth at the guard and the front line position. Uh, they have experienced coach and Vic Schaefer. He annoys the hell out of me. With his red face, yelling from the sidelines, his jacket coming off. You know, when, when, when a coach's jacket comes off, you know he's upset. That, that, that. <laughs> That's what happens. So he annoys me, but he's a great coach. And that's a great coach at Texas. Texas women's basketball. That's my dark horses to get to the final four. Maryland is my, my other one because Maryland is, uh, is, a she's, they're coached by Brenda, Brenda Freeze, which I like. Um, she is a tough minded coach, gets the job done, holds the players accountable. For their actions. And so, um, so with that being said, man, um, those are my dark horses, Texas and Maryland. But in that, you got South Carolina, Stanford, LSU, and Yukon. Now, you, Gabe, do you follow women's basketball at all? A little bit. A little okay. bit. So who is your final four? Um, my final four. I don't follow it enough to give you a final four, to be totally honest. I just be watching when I can watch. Yes. Um, it's going to be a lot of them. It's going to, yeah. I think it's very, very, I can't wait to watch the tournament, honestly. I just based upon what I've been seeing, the Mm -hmm. games that I have tapped into a little bit. Um, I am very excited, but I can't, it's not fair for me to give you a a final four. Then I will not ask you about the men's then. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been paying attention to college, men's college basketball at all, to yes. be totally honest with you. It's just not. I'll give you a little bit of education then. Is, is there, okay, is, is there something different about the college game <laughs> that maybe it's not so attractive anymore? Like, cause I remember there was a time in my life where I was really into college basketball. But now I feel like I just can't get into it the way that I once was. Is it, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Well, um, I think um I think the difference today is I think we have more player minded coaches. Mm. Um we have Jerry at Jerry Stackhouse at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh we have who else is there? Can't remember. 
But no, we have player minded. Well, uh, Penny Hardaway at Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's recruiting players from the time they're young till right now. And yeah. so I think it's, I think it's a transfer portal. I think you you can't say that player is for the future when when the next season they're at a, at a different school. Yeah. That's true. And that's what you're saying. That's what you're seeing. You're seeing good players go from good colleges, good good college teams to another school shining yeah. over there. I think that's exactly what it is. I they, think it's just a lot more movement than yeah. it was once was. Mm-hmm. And they do um, a lot money too, so that's another piece of it. Yeah. Because the the way that the game is played now mm-hmm. is just not that appealing like I don't see that super athletic kid coming out of college basketball yeah. like most of these kids that are really balling are coming from overseas right so literally and that's the that's the difference I think right. to me I remember seeing like the the JJ Reddicks right in that era of basketball player right. in college like I remember watching them even D Wade and Marquette, like they, they there's certain players that just you can see it coming out of the draft. Kimber Walker was one of those. That was one of the most exciting college basketball years ever to me, mm-hmm. with UConn and Syracuse, and because they stayed uh, consistently. They, yeah, these players are going from one college to another college to another college, and I and think it was because they had the option to not go. Right. So the people that were there were invested. Right. Like now you're there because you're required to be there. Right. Like you got to be there at least one year, so to fulfill your contract. Exactly. So, to me, I would I honestly wish we could go back to just getting players out of high school <laughs> from the NBA because it would alleviate a lot of these one and done situations, and we could really see who has talent on the college level and who's just there for the time being. They need to get rid of the one and done. So, yeah. Sorry, they need to get rid of the um, the jump from the high school to the NBA. I don't need to get these guys already. Go to college. Make I mean, yeah, I would love to see them go to college, but if you think you're ready, go. Because at the end of the day, you're diluting the college game. Right. With that style, with that, cause you can tell in the style of play. Like it's not, there's not a real investment there. Right. You can see the difference. Yes. That's what I mean. Either, yeah, make the jump. If you feel like you're ready to make the jump, make the jump. Go for it. Will you last? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But, all that I'm saying is when you actually have players that want to be there mm-hmm. and have made the choice to be there, it changes the way the game is played, yep. period. I see. And it. I think that's why I haven't been as invested in college sports in general. I, 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 I definitely see it. Um, I see it in college. Yeah, I see it. I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. I see it in every sport. Every sport in college, college that, they, that has happened, mm-hmm. I've seen it. And I think just in general, like the culture we live in, doesn't value college the same way that we once did. No. Um, no, we didn't. Because, I mean, the reality is, depending on your career path and all, what you're trying to do, in general, generally speaking, mm-hmm. you may or may not need it. It may not be a need for you if you know what you want to do. You, I think college is for the people that are discovering. Right. I think college is for the people that are based upon the career path that they see for themselves. Mm-hmm. They ha- like it's You need that education. In order to get to where you're trying to get to. I think it's for the people that need it. Mm. It's not for the ones that really kind of know where they're going. Right. And can find that path without it. But I always, I always, what you're saying, uh, well, to your point, I always worry 
that when they when they make that jump, we never hear from them again. Yeah, we never hear from them again because I because this player maybe top tier in, in high school basketball, mm-hmm. and then when they get to the NBA five or six years down the road, we don't hear from them. And you're right about that, but that's what I worry. Yeah. Absolutely right about that. I my only thing is saying that if you're gonna make the jump, make it because this one and done stuff is really watering down the college basketball game. That's my only point. I think that you can tell when somebody don't want to be there for real. You can tell if you've been watching college basketball long enough. I remember watching Blake Griffin in college at OU, him and his brother. Um, <laughs> I remember all of those moments, and that was a time where college basketball was college basketball. People were there. They were present. They wanted to win on that level. Now I don't see that there's a real care in the world when it concerns winning at this level. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to the NBA next year anyway. Yeah, I'm only here. I'm here so I don't get fined in the words of Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's that type of the mentality. Level of that, the level of education will go down. Yeah. If you say that, then the level of education will go down. And so that's that's all that I'm saying. I just wish that the college game could get back to a place where it's just people wanting to be there. You gotta have commitment. You gotta yeah. have like um, you gotta you gotta you gotta entertain mm-hmm. people to be there. To stay there long term, because mm-hmm. if you're saying, if people are saying, and I and I never say this, I never say that person's going to be there for the future, because mm-hmm. you know why? You never know. Like they're, they're going to transfer. They're gonna, like at the end of the school year, which is in May, mm-hmm. they're going to end up transferring to a different school, and they may excel, they may not. Yeah. So it just depends on the player. So mm-hmm. that's what I. That's why, I, I don't fear that as much as like. Somebody that jumps to the NBA right away, mm-hmm. and then we don't hear from them six or seven years down the road. I mean, but why do you fear that? Why that do should I feel be. That? Why do you fear that? Why because do I fear that? the reason why I ask that question is because that's the choice that they made alongside their parents. Well, so they're yes, not they're not making that. these decisions alone. No, I understand that. That they made that choice. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna make that choice, you have to know what comes with it. Yeah. You know that there's a potential that, oh, I may not be ready mm-hmm. and I may not be where I need to be for the NBA, but I feel like I am. Right. I want to go get this money while I can. Right. I can't fault nobody for that. Right. So, I, th- I mean, that's just my whole point. I think that if you're going to make that decision, you have to be just – you're going to make that decision. That's a decision that you made because at the end of the day, you're already making that decision when you go to some of the schools that you go to. But you have to. You're already making that same exact decision because you're going into this year thinking, I don't need need to do a whole lot. Right. Even with Lonzo Ball. I remember when Lonzo went to UCLA and it wasn't the player that we expected him to be. It ultimately translated into the NBA because he was – like we thought he was going to be way better than he was. He ended up being a good player. He did. But at the end of the day, it took him a minute to get there. Right. So he need he probably needed some more years in college. Right. But that's the price that you he pay. Had one year in college. Exactly my point. Right. So the one year is pointless to me. Right. Because you're making the exact same decision. Right. It's literally the same decision. <laughs> you're not invested in college. You're not invested in that game. Right. 
your your focus is solely getting to the NBA because this is a requirement of the NBA. Right. Period. Right. It's just like taking a job so you can add it to your resume. Right. You're not invested in this company. Mm. This is a resume builder for me. Mm. That's how they're looking at college now. Right. So that's all that I'm saying. I feel like you might as well do away with that one and done shit because it's no point. Right. It's no point. They're making the exact same decision. No, I understand. I, I get your point. Mm-hmm. I get your point. The, the only reason why I fear is because they, they have so much talent. They have so much talent in college basketball. Um, I understand people make decisions and I get it. And, and, and like I said, any decision you make, I'm not going to judge mm-hmm. either. That's your decision at the end of the day. But I fear that, I fear that we will never hear from them again, which is fine. Which is fine. That may happen regardless. Yeah. Because they jump from college to the NBA, it's not an easy one. It's not. So yeah, the consult was your I think I think I think every parent there expects the best. Expects their daughter or, or son to graduate from college. You know, because they're seeing they're seeing random people graduate hands down. But I don't think that they're going into that expecting that. That's my point. Your parents? No, I don't think when you're talking about a player who's one and done possibility, mm-hmm. they're not going in there thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to graduate from college. No. no. They're not thinking about that. They're going in and thinking like, oh, he's going to the NBA next year. Their parents may be thinking about that. They may be thinking about that. But they understand that that player, that player may, may, may go to the NBA next year. Mm-hmm. Now they want to think, "Hey, I see such and such graduating from college. Mm-hmm. That's a big accomplishment. Then let's, let's not take that away. Yeah. That, that that is the hardest thing anybody can do in life is to graduate from college. Yeah, it's a lot of distractions. It's a lot of work. Exactly. So yeah, so they're thinking about that, but but everybody makes the decisions. If they go back to college and make a name for themselves, they can do that." And you know the thing about it, you know how I know that these college athletes who are considered one and done, mm-hmm. I think how I know that they're not, their intentions are not to stay in school. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked at some of their majors? Uh, if they declared it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Ever, <laughs> I, I looked at some of them. They're yeah. like undecided. Yeah, it's usually undecided. <laughs> general studies. Uh, <laughs> it's rare that you get somebody who. Yeah, it should be stuff. random stuff like just the basic core they're classes. They're not even putting them on the they're, screen anymore. It used nah. to be on the screen. Nah, they're not putting there anymore because they're not invested. They know. Right. They know. TV knows. They know. They know what's happening. <laughs> and so, <laughs> how you a general studies major? Like, <laughs> 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 so, as I'm saying, like, and there are people who, like, mm. again, that's not to discredit anybody that's a general studies, but I'm talking about <laughs> athletes specifically. They, <laughs> they are literally there so they don't get fined right. in the words of Marshawn right. Lynch. I, but college, college is the funnest place ever because you, you get, because yeah. you see the students get involved and then you mm-hmm. see all the other stuff. So I know because I've been. 
Yeah. And, and, and I got sitting, an experience. I got a taste of it. There you go. So sitting in the stands with the students and all that, you get to see it firsthand mm-hmm. that you get celebrated. Yeah, you get absolutely. posters of you, all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> They don't give a damn about that. I, I know they don't. I know they don't. <laughs> <laughs> like make all the posters you want. They've been making posters of me since high school. I, ain't, <laughs> I, ain't, I don't give a damn. I'm trying to get this money. That's how right. they think. That's how they think. And if exactly. I, I, to a degree, I respect it. Right. And I think that the NBA at this point, I mean, bro, what is the point? Right. <laughs> and you going to play in co- the college is still not the NBA, no. so they're not getting any more preparation than they would have. They're not getting any. So at least, I mean, if. Even if you're going to have them do a year in the G League, uh-huh. that would make more sense than forcing them to go to college where they don't want to be. Right. They don't want to be there. Exactly. They picking majors. They got tutors and all of this <laughs> stuff that yeah. are literally doing their work for them. Literally. Yeah, literally. So. Literally. Like, literally. It, we, they, they don't know that. that. We Society, I know that. Yeah. Because I, I never had a tutor. Yeah. I never had a tutor when I went when I went to UNT. I never mm-hmm. had a tutor. Neither did uh, somebody else. That we we were three walk-ons yeah. on the team. We because you came years. as a walk-on, right? You knew the value of work, right? You knew what you had to do when you got there. Yeah. It wasn't going to be. There was no path that was going to be easy. Exactly. At the very least, you had to make sure your grades was right. Yes. Before you could even go yeah. try out for any team. Yes. So oh, yeah, yeah. Oh nine, I tried out. Yeah. I tried out. I I, I made the team because I injured. One of their players. It's See? a true fact. It's a true story. So we were playing basketball one day at, at um, the rec center in Denton. Shout out to the rec, to the UNT rec center in Denton. Beautiful mm-hmm. place, by the way. It is very nice. So went there, saw some of the players there. Got me amped up. Mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, fine." You know, it was a, it was a I think it was an afternoon or a night game. Mm-hmm. So we were just playing around, and we both went up. He made the basket over me. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I hit his arm numerous times. Mm-hmm. So I played well. Next day, next door, next day comes comes out. Mm-hmm. He's out for the season with mm-hmm. an injured shoulder, mm. and that was because of me. And you're proud of that, huh? Uh, you're proud of that, huh? <laughs> it's like I don't think anything. See, that's why they don't call you back. <laughs> 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 They still remember that. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud that I made the team. I, I, at the time, I was like, oh, wow, I made the team. Yes, I made the team. All right. I didn't know at that time. Uh-huh. The player, the player, like, it it, it brought up, like, it, it got brought up two months later. Yeah. After I made the team. Mm-hmm. So it got brought up, and I said, and, and we, we were cool. Mm-hmm. To this day, we're still cool. That's good. Now... <laughs> But the athletic director they forgot. No, 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 <laughs> they they no, forgot the nothing. Athletic director at the time he was just uh, he was just blind to the situation. Mm-hmm. The coaching staff, Coach John and Jones, his, his team is in the tournament. By the way, Texas Southern. Oh, okay. They play tonight. They play tonight against Fairleigh Dick's Dickerson. Okay. Tonight HBCUs. And so, um, and so, uh, I don't think he was upset. I, I think he liked my toughness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a tough minded coach. Yeah. And, um, and, and, uh, so anytime that, anytime that I injure somebody in practice, mm-hmm. I never, that was not, not the intent at all. <laughs> when I got, when I got, 
amped up in practice, yeah. it was more. It was more okay. Or more is more okay. We already know what's going to happen. I got to save my players mm-hmm. for the next game, and so uh, so I think I can remember this heavily because I I went up against I went up against George Dufour. Shout out to George Dufour. Mm-hmm. I went up against him. I think I fouled him, or I I think I made a defensive play on him, and coach called it off. Mm-hmm. He said free throws, everyone. Free throws at the time was our what well, was the end of the practice. Mm-hmm. Like everyone had to make free, made a couple free throws from this end of the court, from that end of the court. So that's the end of the practice. Mm-hmm. So, so with that being said, uh, <laughs> with that being said, uh, that's why um, he, that's why he called out the practice mm-hmm. because of that. Gotcha. And he still loves me. He still, I hope he does. He, he still loves me to this. Yeah, day. you don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That. I, I don't know because I because the last time I ran to him was in 2020. We had our 10 year reunion mm. as making the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and so um, so that's when I ran into him. We didn't we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. That's a great story, though. Thank you, bro. That's, Thank that's you. great. But I do wish him the best tonight. Yeah. Um, um, going against Fairleigh Dixon, I know it's not easy being in that situation again. Mm-hmm. Being the Final Four to make it to play against the number one, which they got to go through on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, but tonight they're playing. Yeah, go TSU. I'm I'm yeah, with TSU. all H- HBCUs. I spent uh, some time at TSU. Yes, uh, <laughs> had yeah. a good time at TSU. There you go. See. It's a very fun campus. A lot going on. Um, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful, but beautiful scenery. Before we leave, <laughs> let me let me make this let me make the statement because North Texas men, I don't, you know, the women, okay, fine, you didn't make the tournament because you were inconsistent, but the men should have made the tournament. They had twenty six wins this year, and in, I don't understand what the ceiling is. I don't know what you have to do to make the tournament these days. When you're a, a mid-major and you win twice six games, you don't win the regular season. Of course, fine. Florida Atlantic won the regular season. Okay? Then you go to the tournament. You lose to UAB, but Florida Atlantic won the whole entire tournament. What do you have to do to win a tournament, to get to the instance of the tournament? That's what I care about. I don't care about no NIT stuff. That's where we're at tomorrow against Alcorn State. The NIT... It's a constellation tournament. Here's your constellation. Here you go. Fine. There you go. You played in the NIT against Alcorn State at home. I mean, I guess that's a good thing. I mean, you know, you play you play at home and nobody watches except for the fans in Denton. Yeah. So I guess for the second time consecutively mm-hmm. again, because last year we played. Can't remember we played last year, but I know we lost to Virginia. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, y'all I, should do well in the NIT. We should, but I don't know how Indiana gets in outside of us. We have a better resume. We beat UAB twice. We beat San Jose State, San Jose State, and we had the best conference, rec- the second best conference record outside of FAU. Indiana's in the Big Ten. Yes, and they made the tournament. Outside of us, at a four seed, yeah. they wanted they wanted us to be at a thirteen at the lower seed, the lower seed like the ten through sixteenth seed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have been okay with the 
final, the first four. I would have, mm-hmm. I, I would have been all right with that. Yeah, but but this day and age, I, I I just don't understand it. And those players that are all seniors. They don't get to see the NCAA tournament unless you stay another year. Yeah, all that. You, so that means you talk about invested. You got to invest in practices to, at this time. You mm-hmm. got to invest in the off season conditioning, and then the regular season will start. Damn, sure. that's a lot. That's a lot. But take sacrifice to do it. It does. You just got to see what happens. In UNT sports in general, I I feel bad for y'all. I really do. Um, yes. It's just. I don't know what's going on over there. They haven't been they haven't been great since I graduated high school. I graduated in twenty fifteen. Uh-huh. So they haven't been good. It's the um athletic director. Um well, no, I can't blame that. Actually I'm not gonna blame that. No, it's just it's just the uh the culture of we're we're selling for more victories. Mm. Um so like the football has sucked. Volleyball has Volleyball is not out there. Soccer has done well. What's the best sport? So soccer would be the best that they got? Right now? Mm-hmm. It, it, as far as the ladies go, soccer. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, they, you know, they they hire, they hire got a coach that he's been there for like 25 years. Mm-hmm. And he's won numerous championships. And, uh, well, not in the conference. Mm-hmm. In the conference. Not national championship, but in the conference. Gotcha. Uh, soccer, lady-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the men goes, basketball. Hands down, basketball. The last okay. three, the last three years, I can say basketball because he's because Grant has put us on the map mm-hmm. to the point where he's turned down some high major jobs to stay at North Texas. Yeah, like now you got all these colleges that are open. You got South Florida's open. You got uh, St. John's in mm-hmm. the Big East. He's yeah. not ready for the Big East. The Big East is a different beast. It is. You got Tech that's open. I mean, he might he he had that job was open when Chris Beer left for Texas. Got you. So they gave the job to Mike Mark Adams. Mark Adams did some racist stuff. Then he he's out. He's out at Tech. So mm-hmm. now could be him. It could be somebody else. But it, the front runner is going to be McCaslin. Yeah, has to be because if you're getting paid five million, I, I think that's five. I think that's around two million a year. For basketball for UNC, I think that's what it is. I think you can get a lot more tech for a lot more, yeah. and you're playing in Big Twelve. So, mm-hmm. so but we're moving to the AAC next year. The tournament's going to be still here in Texas, but it'll be in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, yes, basketball and Lady Y soccer. Uh, I just think the level of focus and the the recruitments. I think we get a bunch of transfers. Mm-hmm. From different colleges, that, that's what I've seen over the last few year, uh, last few years. You're were, you were talking about, yeah. Um, gotcha. We're not like a Texas, um, you know. Even though Texas has been failing for years, I mm-hmm. mean, congrats to the Texas Longhorns for winning the Big Twelve tournament yeah. in basketball. Um, football, they, they they rely heavily. I think if we expand the stadium to a hundred mil, a hundred thousand people. Because right now we're at 30. Like, it's least 30,000 people. Wait, why Why do you need 100,000 seats? Though? Because because football because is so you do Because you do realize that's the size of the Cowboys Stadium, right? That is? Yeah, 100,000 seats is a lot of seats. They have it at Texas, too. They don't have 100,000. They don't? No. Is that new stadium that built? 
No, they don't. It's really? not a hundred thousand. They got they have a lot. It's a huge stadium. Don't get it twisted. But it's not a hundred thousand. Even Baylor McLean Stadium is not a hundred thousand seat. Really? Yeah. Huh. I want to see. A hundred thousand is literally Arlington. Wow. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that, that, that's too much. Well, I, I would see. I, I would have had ten thousand more seats then. Yeah. Because I feel like you know, I think it will grow the cult- culture. And the UNT is one of the top ten colleges in America. It is. It is. It's a. It's a very underrated university. I it think is. because I remember even with me coming out of school, I was really excited. Like I, I remember I toured UNT and I like I was dead set on going to UNT. Yeah. And then I just I don't know for some reason it was just it's just what because I wanted to play ball right right so I was. In my head, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to walk on. I'm going to have to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like. Right. Nothing wrong with that. UNT, is that the place where I could do that? Is that, like, I was, it was at the time. Yeah. It didn't seem as appealing at the time because it was so, it was so HBCU focused. It was a lot of, like. HBCU focused? For me, anyway. I'm talking about for me specifically. Like, I was very, like, I wanted to go to Prairie View. I wanted to go to TSU. I wanted to go to HBCU because I felt like. I had been pulled away from my culture for so long. Right. Like we talked about it a little bit on the break. Like we, we did. Yeah. We did. I I feel like mm. I needed something different and UNC right. didn't provide that. And then so I waited too late, so I ended up going to community college and all of this other stuff. So it was a long drawn out process. But I say all that to say that UNC I know so many people at UNC. I spent a lot of time there. Like right. Even once I was in college, I spent a ton of time at UNT. At the Union? Yeah, at, at the, the Union. At the, you're just chilling now. Just chilling. Just I, I knew people. Time. So, like, I was going to, like, kicking. Like, people was in dorms. I was in dorm rooms that I shouldn't have been in. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time at UNT. Yeah, um, A legend. Yeah. <laughs> you, always, you always know the dudes that don't go to school there that's always yeah, just yeah, there. I, I, I see it yeah. all the time. I see it all the time as far as, you know. I was that dude. <laughs> I was him. You're that was me. Yeah. You was at the rec center at the, yeah. outside of it. Like I was at all the step shows. Oh my! All gosh. the little, like all the UNT events because again I was in community college, right in Frisco. So I was twenty right. minutes away, like right Jeez. up three eighty. And so, oh my god, it, it was easy going up to UNT and kicking it. Like I spent TWU had some good times over there. Oh my gosh. Um. But yeah, I spent a lot of time there. So I always wonder, like, from somebody who actually went there, yeah. what your perspective is of athletics, what your perspective is of the university as a whole, like, all of that. Um, well, the, you know, I could say, I could say that they're very, to end this point, they're very, um, they're very reminded of their players. They, they're very, um, they're very culture based. Mm-hmm. So like, like, for example, right, mm-hmm. when Jaylee Mitchell, and I was going to have high praise for her, when she was at North Texas, mm-hmm. she, well, I wasn't a student there when she was there, but when I was there, she was the assistant coach. Mm-hmm. When I was there, I have a love for her. She knows basketball. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't surprised that she took this job. Now, granted, she should have been, they should have moved on. Mm-hmm. But one more year, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But I think I think they're all about their players. They want to give their players a chance. That's why you see the running back Patrick Cobbs mm-hmm. stay there. 
because mm-hmm. he want he because he could have easily gone to the NFL, taken a higher paid job in the NFL or at Texas. Um, to and to stay at UNT to have an office there, mm-hmm. like that's that's sacrifice. It's sacrifice. That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. So I think they're all about their players, their former players that have excelled excelled their record. Like if your name is not in the top ten list, I mm-hmm. don't think you get that recognition. Yeah. Or if you made an impact in in the UNT community. Mm-hmm. Then you don't. Then you'll get that recognition. I think they're very culture based. Mm-hmm. So I think, it, it, but they, but the good thing is that they pertain to all varieties. Yeah, all varieties, which I, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's why I always encourage, you know, these kids to, you know, make you into your your, my, I guess, your first choice, mm-hmm. because uh, I, because it's a lot. Yeah, especially that building a lot, building a lot, building mm-hmm. a lot, and it's, it's going to get a whole lot better. And when I graduated, better. they had just built the stadium. I don't see. Look at that. So that yeah, that was around the time. Stuff. That's what made UNT a little bit more appealing, just because mm-hmm. they were, it looked like they were expanding, they were growing. Right. It was a lot of stuff going on. So I was like, huh, this is interesting. Like mm-hmm. maybe I'll look into it. It was also too close to home. <laughs> that was another thing too. <laughs> Which is funny because I ended up going to community college. Right. So, still didn't leave the house. You still want to leave the house at UNT. Yeah. They had the best, they have the best dorms Mm -hmm. out there. They do. I know for me personally, I lived in college in for three years Mm -hmm. when I was there. Um, I had two roommates. Shout out to Brandon and Terrence out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I lived by myself for about a semester. Yeah. And so, uh, but college is dismantled. We have a lot of memories there. Mm-hmm. It's dismantled now. But right next to it was, uh, I can't remember. I know they had a Legends Hall. They had a Bruce Hall. Bruce Hall was the best. Bruce Hall was cool. Yeah. Bruce Hall was the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a lot of distractions there. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a music major yeah. type of thing. And so, that was like my group of people. So, like, all of the people that I was cool with, right, uh-huh. stayed in Bruce Hall. I, like. <laughs> you were a legend at Bruce Hall, bro. You, you I wasn't there. a legend. Don't get it twisted. I just spent a lot of time there. There's a difference. You were a legend. I, <laughs> you spent time there. You could have easily gone to school uh, there. I definitely, easily. like, I definitely look like I went to school there. I'm sure some people probably thought I went to school there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never like, took a class. this guy every day. Yeah, I was there, like, at least twice a week. Like when I was in school and then I stopped going to school and started working full time. But, right. um, yeah, when I was in school, I was there at least twice a week cause I used to study up there too. Right. So like all of my friends who ended up going there, mm-hmm. a ton of people that from my school that went there. Right. Um, and so we would just like all uh, study together and right. hang out. So right. I ended up spending a ton of time up there That's going to parties, going to step shows, going to all that kind of stuff. So they have the best events. Place. They do. Oh my! Some of the best like parties I've ever been to were at UNT. Mm. Some of the best parties I've ever been to you, were at UNT. I'm, I'm, I'm just being you, honest. Fry is 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 a disease. And I ain't even talking about Fry Street. I'm talking about the promoted parties, like you know, the parties with the flyers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those people yeah. really ran the flyers yeah, on, 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 the, uh, on the grass and all. You stuff. already know. It's like <laughs> telling you, bro. 
It was the best times. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But I appreciate your insight. Absolutely. Uh, my, my final four quickly, Virginia, Purdue, Houston, and Gonzaga, with Purdue winning. Okay. So my dark horse would be Alabama, Texas, and the field. Mm. So I feel like this is going to be a wide open NCAA tournament from the men's side. Got you. Because there's always going to be that one team that mm-hmm. we never heard of. Yeah. That's going to ruin our brackets. Mm-hmm. That one team. We don't know what that team is. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. It was St. What is it? St. Francis or St. Peter's last year. It was the one where that coach or Cena Hong coached at. St. St. Mary's? No, not St. Mary's. It was St. Something. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was St. Something. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, it was St. Something, but I feel like everybody puts on the same pants the same way. Everyone balls kind of like the same way. But the only concern that I, that I have for is the three point line. Mm-hmm. Watch out for that because that is the ultimate killer when these younger teams, when these team, these no name teams we don't know of, they love the three point line. You got to defend it. So with that being said, guys, that's my final four. I hope everybody has enjoyed their March Madness. Uh, we'll talk about more about it next week. And also anything that comes up free agency-wise, we'll definitely talk about it. Also, we'll definitely dive into the NBA, uh, what's happening over the past week. Hopefully the Lakers get can get on a roll. They won't. Uh, well, Gabe, the Laker fan, has said they won't. So I don't. For me personally, I don't know. So it's going to be an interesting week this upcoming week and an interesting weekend. But I do want to thank you guys for listening and watching to the Beyond the Game podcast. Uh, more is coming on the way. Till then, enjoy your week, enjoy your day. Thank you. So fat, let me slide in and wing breast key.